Welcome to Future Proof, the marketing podcast from Kantar and Said Business School, University of Oxford. In each episode, we speak to industry experts about the changing landscape of marketing, sharing evidence and inspiration for the future. I'm Jane Osler, Global Head of Media, Insights Division of Kantar. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Our guest today is Tebe Ikalafeng, and he is the hugely dynamic founder and chairman of Brand Africa. That sounds like a very grand thing, Brand Africa. What does Brand Africa actually mean? Uh, Brand Africa is a, is a movement that we started in 2010, and we started it really to, uh, to inspire an African renaissance, a brand-led African renaissance, because we realized that after all these years, uh, Africa has been defined by everybody else but by Africans themselves. And we started the movement to change the narrative about the continent, but to change it with more tangible things. Uh, and that's why it's a brand-led movement, to focus on the one thing that we know connects any country and any people with the rest of the world, which is brands. And tell us a little bit about your background before then. How did you get to that point in your career? Because you've worked with international brands and you've worked globally before. So I started my career uh, when I finished university uh, in the US at Colgate Pavolov, and then I came back to South Africa. I worked with Colgate again here and I've my last uh, corporate work was at Nike, where I was the marketing director for the continent, so responsible for building the Nike brand across the continent. So that's where I started from a corporate perspective. I then started brand leadership. And when I started brand leadership, at that time, my idea or my vision was to establish an entity or a firm by Africans which builds brands in Africa. Because a lot of the firms which were in the continent then were not made in Africa. Were not, they were all global businesses, global advisory firms are advising on how to build brands in Africa, whether the brand was local brand or whether the brand was a global brand. But I think in the background, what was really inspiring me is could we be the people, could we be the firm that will create the brands that reflect who we are, that respond to the needs and the conditions of the continent? In other words, I guess down the road, the thinking was, could we be the ones who inspire Made in Africa brands? When you talk about the continent, it's interesting because obviously it's made up of many different countries. So can you just tell us a little bit about your experience of what unites those countries and perhaps what's different? I think you're quite a big traveller, aren't you? 
A little bit of a traveler, yes. Having been to every country in the continent. So, you know, it gives me, gave me an interesting perspective about, about our continent. Because whenever people look at the continent, they always try to paint it with one brush. And the image they have of the continent is a, a place of famine, a place of war, a place of instability, and a place of poverty, as, as I've said earlier. So that image is a very troubling image of the continent. But the continent I have seen, the one that I've traveled, reflects what I now know better about the continent, which is 55 countries or 54 countries, all at different levels of development. So the diversity of the continent is a very diverse continent. But what is exciting about this continent is the entrepreneurial spirit of the continent, very entrepreneurial continent. It's a continent of people who have a can-do approach to everything. It's also a continent of very resilient people because if you look at the different levels of our development, if you look at the different levels of yeah, the state of our development, it takes a certain type of mentality and a makeup for you to be able to, to make it in our continent. It requires resilience. But it's also a place of creativity. It's a very vibrant place, very vibrant, creative continent. So to me, that's what sums us up. Although, you know, you can't define a continent of 1.2 billion people, 54, 55 countries, whether three, four, five words. But if those, if there's a few words which sum up who we are, those perhaps will be the words which sum up who we are. But, you know, people always ask me, which is your favorite African country? And I said every single one of them. Because in every single country I've arrived at, I have learned something interesting and I have enriched my identity or unity with the continent. Well, I was looking at some RANZI data from South Africa, and one of the things in the top 30 is that South Africa brands in the most recent report are now worth nearly $30 billion, which is a huge amount. So is it your theory that there is more value to be had in homegrown, entrepreneur-led brands, and that they need to be encouraged to play on a continental scale or an international scale? What is it you're actually trying to achieve with your brand leadership? Is it about encouraging local brands in local markets? Well, it is about giving Africa a fair share of its own market. It's about giving Africa an opportunity to compete equally and fairly. Uh, it's also about an opportunity to help Africa articulate what makes Africa different. The same way that Germany is known for its engineering uh, ingenuity, Japan is known for its precision, France is known for its romance and style, and America is known for its entrepreneurial spirit. So what is Africa known for? So, and the reason we know that about those countries is because of the brands that they've introduced to the world. Whether it's that brand of leadership, Americans will say democracy is American, or whether it's the brand, the commercial brands, which is the McDonald's, the, the Audis, the Porsches, the Chanel's. So all those have helped to define and to articulate or to capture the essence of the brands of those countries as they are. And now Africa, with its many countries, any one of those countries can contribute something to the continent. So if a brand from South Africa, which should feature in your brand Z and features in our brand Africa 100 list uh, as the most admired brand, like MTN, and like Dangote, those two particular, two interesting brands. When you ask consumers across the continent in our Brand Africa 100 survey, what is your most admired brand? They say MTN in Africa. And we, if you look at the African list, they say MTN. But if we say what is your most admired African brand? They say Dangote. 
So it's interesting, and those two are always one and two, and they reverse depending on whether the question was prompted or whether the question was not prompted. Now, the particular interesting about those brands is that Dangote is the wealthiest African person of color in the world. And having created the brand uh, Dangote, which is in cement, which is in food services, uh, which is in oil and refineries, and linked it to him, says something about African entrepreneurs as well. It says Africans are entrepreneurial and Africans are industrial. So that's what that speaks to. Similar to the MTN brand, it says that Africans are pan-African. They can cross borders. They think across borders because MTN is in, what, 2025 countries and serves over 300 million consumers uh, from Nigeria to South Africa and many countries in between. So the importance of, of what those brands do is they help to tell that story about the continent and particularly the countries of origin. Dangote being Nigerian, Mbesa being Kenyan, NTN being South African, etc., etc. You spoke earlier about the vibrance and creativity that you see in your travels and in your speaking to people. Do you think that creativity can be applied to any category for any brand, or do you think it's easier in some categories than others? Creativity is the most important fuel. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. For any production. Because creativity does not speak to necessarily beauty. It speaks to function, it speaks to form, it also speaks to presentation. So of course, creativity is required in everything that you approach, whether you are building a, a very boring tarot, the creativity is required. Whether you are creating the most beautiful couture, creativity is required because it speaks to function, it speaks to form, it speaks to presentation, it just speaks to everything. Okay, so let's move on to last year. COVID-19 pandemic has obviously affected almost every country in the world. In particular, it's affected some more than others. And I was looking at some data from actually from South Africa, from our COVID-19 barometer, which said that 63% of people are seeking out known brands because the brands that they know already because they provide reassurance and, and stability. And a slightly smaller number were seeking out new brands. They were keen on trying different things. So what is your perception of what last year has been like for Africa in general? Do you know the interesting thing about COVID is that COVID has actually re ignited or re-inspired the need to look local. While it is a horrible thing to think of how the many countries in the West are thinking about 
how to develop the vaccines and how to prioritize themselves to get those vaccines and their people. In many ways, it has sent out a signal or a, or, or a rallying call to all the other countries and say, beyond the vaccine, have you thought about you? What comes from here? So AstraZeneca and Oxford are the brand out of the UK, Moderna, a brand out of Germany, Johnson & Johnson out of America. So if you think about Sputnik out of, out of Russia, so every country has thought about what do we do for our people, but what do we also do with our own resources, our own creative resources. So, so as devastating socially as well as economically it has been uh, COVID, in many ways I think COVID is also going to be the catalyst for local thinking. But local thinking is not necessarily exclusionist. It doesn't necessarily say that people are going to be separatists. It just, it's, it just means that people are not going to ask, but what are we doing with what we have? Because they also realize, for example, let's stay on the COVID, that if they have to import any one of those vaccines from anywhere else in the world, as much as everybody knows that perhaps we're in a developmental stage in the continent or the countries, they are still charging us a premium. That's why there has been a, a move by the UNWHO to say we need to think differently about developing countries. But I think to me the biggest outtake of COVID is a move towards local economies, local banking, because COVID did one thing which benefited South Africa in a, in a cruel way, but in a good way, which is um, COVID brought back the borders which globalization had removed. But COVID said, no, we need the borders. And then when you are closed off, you now need to think, how do I survive first? And then how do I thrive out of these borders? So let's take South Africa as a case example. So South Africa was the last country to become independent, if you will, uh, in 1994. That means that South Africa was, for many years, up to 1990, and maybe 85 perhaps, South Africa was a pariah state. So what did the apartheid government had, end up having to do? They ended up having to look to themselves because nobody would supply them with anything. Nobody would bring them into the global economy or community of nations. So the apartheid government then created many of the institutional brands that we all know now, whether it's a SASO, whether it is ISCO, which became Asolo Metal, whether it is Transnet, whether it's all those brands which are the pillars of the economy of South Africa were created out of uh, a desperation and out of an isolation. So COVID has contributed a lot to the desperation and the isolation of countries. And then countries as a result out of that were either going to sink or they were going to fly. It's an opportunity to fly. So now remember, we are in the Africa Free Trade Continental Agreement uh, implementation year, which started this year with a big goal of accelerating intra-Africa trade from 18% to 2030, 18% to 50% by 2030. Where are those brands going to come from? They're going to come from, it means African entrepreneurs have to create brands which are going to compete with the global brands which are already here. And they're also going to be able to, to serve African consumers. So it's clear that you see an enormous opportunity for the continent, which sounds incredible. One of the things that we do know that last year has also accelerated is technology and the use of digital technologies, whether it's at the consumer end for how people shop, how people communicate, um, but also for brands, you know, how they store their data. 
how they share their data and how they use their data to grow their businesses. So I'd just like to hear your point of view on technology and is that a focus for brands now and for the future? Let's not even talk about brands. Let's just say humanity has had to, to make peace with the one enemy that they detested because they felt that enemy was going to take away a lot of their freedoms, was going to take a lot of their opportunities like jobs, technology. So technology, remember, we had a love-hate relationship with it because we felt it was going to disempower us. But during COVID, being isolated, not being able to go anywhere, technology re-empowered us. And in many ways, played some certain good because technology then removed the borders we were found in in our microenvironments. It enabled us to connect. It enabled us, yes, there may not have been an emotion, the warmth of touching somebody, but, there were, but you could still see the faces. You could connect. Technology, what COVID did is that it, it really, really reinvigorated human creativity. It enabled us now to be able to say, how do we create in this new space? I don't think we'll ever be the same again. We may not be over-reliant on Zoom, but we're certainly going to ask many questions after post-COVID, if COVID ever goes away. We're going to ask ourselves, do we really need to get into an aeroplane and plug up the environment and go to London for a meeting that takes two days and then fly back when I can just do it the way I'm doing it with you now? Do we really, are you with me? So I think, I think in many ways, technology has inspired creativity, but it has also broken borders more than before. And now if you look at some of the brands which have come out during COVID, I'm not just talking about the meeting brands, but also the transactional brands. A brand like Mpesa was always there. It was always there because remember Mpesa went from 5% in 2006, it improved banking access to financial services in Kenya from 5% in 2006 to 70% by 2010. It is also driving 60 to 70% of the economy of Kenya. Now imagine what happens to the post-COVID. It's pretty much going to run the country. So if the Kenyans were relied on Mpesa to pay their bills, to change exchange monies, to transact, to communicate and all those. So we are going to be even more so reliant. We're going to ask ourselves questions. That's what technology is going to do. It's going to put us in a difficult question position and ask ourselves, do we still need human contact? There is one major benefit that technology has brought or which, which technology is going to do for Africa. If you think about Africa does not have a lot of legacy industries, which is banks, bricks and mortars, big conference centers to hold meetings and a whole range of other things. So what is technology going to do for us? Technology in many ways is going to, has, and already has opened up those opportunities. Now I don't need a bank like Mpesa has demonstrated. Now I don't need a conference center like Mpesa has demonstrated. Now I don't need a classroom to deliver a lecture like Mpesa has concentrated. I mean, I've just found it, I've just during COVID obviously launched the Africa Brand Leadership Academy, which is a pan-African institution to inspire brand leadership, but really to sharpen the minds of the people who are going to build the brands which are going to build the continent. I don't need to set up a building in the middle of Johannesburg or in the middle of Nairobi or the middle of Lagos to do that anymore. I can set it up on my computer and access the rest of the world and do what I need to do. That's what technology does. Technology has leveled the playing field 
But yes, of course, on a negative or on a difficult question, one can ask themselves is, are we still going to need human contact after this? Because maybe all I need is my bedroom and then I'll be okay. You've been listening to Future Proof from Kantar and Said Business School. For all episodes and more information, visit kantar.com or oxfordfutureofmarketing.com. If you enjoyed this, please leave us a rating and a review and subscribe within your podcast app so you never miss an episode.